Hello, good morning and welcome to this worship service. Today is Pentecost Sunday, the day when the disciples received the Holy Spirit as promised by the Lord Jesus Christ. We begin our worship service in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, God and Lord, come to us this joyful day with your sevenfold gifts of grace. Rekindle in our hearts the holy fire of your love, that in a true and living faith we may tell to all people the glory of our Savior Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our text this morning on this Pentecost Sunday is taken from the book of Genesis chapter 11, verses 1 to 9. I read, Now the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in China and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let's make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to the heavens so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused their, the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. This is the end of our text this morning. Dear friends in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, other readings, you can read them on your own from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21, and also John chapter 15, verses 29, 27 to 29. Dear friends in Jesus Christ our Lord, as earlier said, Today we celebrate the Pentecost Festival. And this morning we are going to look at the gift of communication under a theme, a common language. It is very easy to relate to each other if we are able to share in the same language. Because we are able to talk, we are able to understand each other. Also, Vice versa, it is very difficult when you are not able to understand the local language wherever you are. 
Sometimes you can understand what others are saying, but idioms and words with many meanings tend to be confusing. And sometimes you find yourself wondering if you are actually saying what you think you are saying. There is just no substitute for two people speaking a common language. And it is not just true in regular conversation. Just think of how many social and other issues our world faces today, which have been excavated by different perspectives of people coming from different cultures and different races. More broadly, I wonder how many wars have started in history because of linguistic misunderstanding and poor communication between cultures, people fights. I wonder how many conflicts have been caused by people who actually want the same things but because of culture have different ideas about how many things in the world would be easier if everyone shared a common language. When we go to our text this morning, it takes us back to a time in world history when that was the case. After Noah and his family got off from the ark after the flood, as the only people on earth, God commanded them to have children. God commanded them to fill and inhabit the earth. God commanded them to spread out over his creation and take care of it and make use of it. Obviously, they all spoke the same language since they were from the same family. And after a few generations passed, today's first lesson picks up the account. That is where we start on Genesis chapter 11. Verse 1. I read verses 2 to 4. Now the whole earth, the whole world had one language and a common speech. As men moved eastward, they found a plain in China and settled there. That is verse 1. If you look at the geography, the plains of China are a wonderful place to settle down and start agriculture-based civilization. It was flat, it, uh, it was soft, it was fertile. Then when we go to verse 2 to verse 4a, it says, They said to each other, Come, let us build ourselves a city with a tower that reaches to heaven. Their common language allowed them to undertake ambitious projects of engineering and construction on a scale. Some have speculated that that might not have been seen before in human history, what they were building. Now, this is where we see the problem of the language of sin. And there is nothing inherently with building a city and settling down. There was nothing wrong. There was really nothing wrong with building a tower in and of itself. But in this case, that is not what God had commanded them to do, as if we go back to the early chapters. And this was not a simple case of misunderstanding either. Why was this ambitious?
ambitious project undertaken. Again, we go back to our verse, verse 4 b it says, so that we may make a name for ourselves and not be scattered over the face of the whole earth. Friends, in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, instead of uniting to follow the God who had created the world, the God who had observed their ancestor Noah in the days of the flood, the, what do we see? The people unite themselves together in opposition to God's will for people. And it was easy. Why was it easy? Because they all spoke the same language. And I'm not just talking about words, phrases, and idioms. This was much deeper than that. You might call it the language of sin. The natural language that all people are born speaking. The language that breeds a culture of selfishness and arrogance. A language that allows people to unite around a shared interest in sinful activity. Something that was not new at all to the people of Babel working together to build a defiance of God, a defiance of God's will. Sin is a language that people have always spoken from the first scene in the Garden of Eden all the way down to this day today. Sadly, sin is a language and culture that you and I understand all too well and speak all too fluently. You can easily see the comparisons even across thousands of years of history and massive society changes the people at Babel were more interested in a comfortable life on the plain of China than following God's instruction. In the same way, it's often a lot easier to sit comfortably in our lives and our own hobbies than it is to get involved in using our time and money to carry out the work of sharing the gospel that God has commanded us to do. The people of Babel wanted to make a name for themselves by accomplishing huge things in life. And the temptation is still there today to be more interested in doing things that bring prestige and popularity among other people than doing things that bring glory to God. And those examples just scratch the surface because you can see the same sad story in every Bible character, in every chapter of human history, and in every day of your life. We all speak a common language, and it's the language of sin, a language that unites us in opposition to God and builds a culture that stands under the threat of His judgment. Only a few generations had passed since the flood, but nothing has changed. Sin was just as pervasive as it had ever been. So now we see the language of salvation, which is opposite to the language of sin. The, la the Lord God came down to see the city and the tower that the men were building. Then the Lord said, verses 5 and 6, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. At that point, 
God could have declared some kind of judgment, giving his people exactly what their wickedness deserved, but he did not. Not entirely, one might say, he let them off pretty easy. He said, on verse, from verse 5 to 7, Come, let us go down and confuse their language, so they will not understand each other. Yes, brothers and sisters, the confusion of language did make life more difficult for the people. And yes, it did come about as a result of their sinful rebellion. And yes, the difficulties of relationship between races and cultures do continue down until today. We see that, we hear about that, we read about that. But if we only think of this as punishment, we miss out on a big piece of what God was doing. Think about what this prevented. As long as people shared the common language and the common culture, and as long as they all lived together in the same part of the world, there was a constant spiritual danger that sinful people would begin to oppose God in a perfectly unified way, working together to abandon him and marching step for step down the path to eternal destruction in hell, separated from God forever. This is what people had been united in doing before the flood. And now, just a few generations later, the same thing was happening again, unless God intervened. That lock step much down to hell is the natural path or the natural way that every single person will follow. But the good news is God was not going to allow his wayward people to destroy themselves. What did he do? He intervened and prevented people from working together on their wicked purpose. Verses 8 and 9 says, So the Lord scattered them from the, there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city that is why it was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. From there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. That is the end of this account. But it is far from the end of what the Lord God was bringing about. If you are following from your Bible, and if you turn from the page of the Bible history, you will meet a man called Abraham. Generations later, his descendants were a great nation. We know them as the children of Israel. And what did God do with them? He established the children of Israel with their own language and their own culture, separate and distinct from everyone else, not because they were any better than anyone else. The Bible certainly knows us and their wickedness and their shortcomings. But for their own spiritual protection, as they waited for the time to be right, for the long-promised Savior to arrive, God used the cultural and linguistic differences of people to separate the ancestors of the Messiah from the pagan wickedness that the nation around them indulged in. 
at Babel. God came down in judgment and forced people out of godless habits by destroying their united language. But that set the stage for when God would come down into the world again, this time clothed in human flesh and to be the savior the world so desperately needed. Here we see God speaking another common language. His promise that your sins are forgiven, of promise kept, that's what we see, the language of salvation. And that language shares this beautiful message. No matter what part of the world you come from, and no matter which group of people fleeing the Tower of Babel make up your ancestors. God sent Jesus for you. No matter what form of language of sin takes in your life, no matter how fluent you have become, God sent Jesus to live in your place and die for your sins. No matter how often you abandoned God's will and sought your own comfort and prestige, God approaches you speaking a common language. His promise that your sins are forgiven and his invitation to you to trust that promise and look forward to eternal life in heaven. That is the language of salvation and it's for everyone, everyone of us seated here. The common language is what makes Pentecost such a special festival, isn't it? In the plainest of terms possible, God demonstrates that when he speaks the language of salvation, when he promises that sins are forgiven, and when he invites his people to join him in heaven, he is speaking to every single one of us. On Pentecost, God undid the case of Babel for a few minutes, and everyone who heard the apostles sharing the good news was able to understand it in their own native language because the language of salvation the story of jesus the savior and his life and death for us is a common language it carries a message that every single one of us can understand and it's a message that changes your life and mine in human terms friends we will struggle with the case of Babel. We remain divided by culture and race and language, and that is going to be a part of life in a sinful world until Jesus comes again. But when it comes to our work as children of God, as entrusted on us, we can rejoice that God's message to his people goes beyond words and phrases and idioms. It goes beyond race and culture and social status. No matter what human language you share it, and no matter which group of people you tell it to, the love of Jesus applying a common language intended for all. May God bless each one of us with constant opportunities to speak this language to those around us, to those people we meet wherever we go. In Jesus' name, Amen. Let us close with a prayer. 
Holy Spirit of God, we worship and glorify you as the Lord and give of all spiritual life. By our own thinking and choosing, we would still be lost in our sins, wandering in spiritual darkness towards eternal death. Only by your gift of faith do we now confess that Jesus Christ is our Lord. Only by your enlightenment do we know the loving heart of our Father in heaven and his promise of eternal life in Jesus Christ. With the Father and the Son, you are one, one, one God and one Lord. Continue to preserve us in this one true faith by the means you have chosen, our Savior's gospel in word and sacrament. Enable us to present ourselves with all our abilities as thank offering to him who sacrificed himself for us. We thank you, Heavenly Father, in the name of our Savior Jesus Christ, and ask you to sanctify us in body, in mind, and spirit to glorify you in heaven through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Brothers and sisters, go in peace, live in harmony with one another. Save the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. Amen.